Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Today we welcome a special guest, Father Caesar. On this third Sunday of length, the liturgy of this year proposes once again one of the most beautiful and profound texts of the Bible. The dialogue between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Also with the third Sunday of Lent, we enter the heart of this unique time of conversion and spiritual renewal, which will lead us to Easter. We have heard in today's gospel that Jesus reveals himself to the Samaritan woman as a source of living water. Little by little, our blessed Lord leads this woman to desire another water. The truly satisfying water. Our Lord Jesus Christ reveals, reveals himself to her as the Messiah. Precisely because it is the Messiah who can give us living water and transform us into worshippers in spirit. It is the Messiah who will quench us with the Holy Spirit, the living water. In the spirit of Christ we will live, we will worship and love the Father. We have listened to this wonderful encounter of two thirsty people who for the first time see each other. They belong to two categories of people who live far apart and avoid dealing with each other, Jews and Samaritans. And yet they need each other and complement each other. Both are thirsty. And the thirst of the one can be satisfied by the other. And the thirst of the other can only be satisfied by the first. The one is our blessed Lord. The one who died on the cross cried out his burning thirst, forgetting all his other horrible torments. The other is the Samaritan woman by no other name. This is the Samaritan woman. The woman of the schematic and heretical people who separated herself from the people of God. The ardently passionate woman with an unquenchable thirst in her heart that nothing can quench. The one who changes her position seven times and will change it 70 times without ever finding what she longs for. What a happy encounter we have witnessed today, we have heard today, for which the God-man sighs and a thirsty and empty soul sees before her, that is, her treasure and her happiness. There are many souls like the Samaritan on the roads of life, all the time. This society of ours is dying of thirst. And in, order, and in order to quench that thirst, goes out 
They want to satisfy their thirst going out in order to take new paths every day. This is a society which is prone to be enlisted on the lines of the practical atheism because it has lost the key to establish an order upon which peace rests. It is a society that worships idols and pursues empty ideals and turns it back to the light which cannot be overcome. Slave and prisoner of its lower, lowest instincts. It is a society that for more than two centuries has been fleeing from our blessed Lord with whom it wants no contact and whom being all love and all gentleness it takes for a terrifying fantasy. Being so that only in him can it find what it seeks. We can say that this society is composed not only of souls similar to the Samaritan woman, but also to that of Saul, which later he became Paul, who was in search for Christians to imprison and condemn them. This is a society that after all awaits the Redeemer without knowing it. And some will never know him. They are looking for without even saying it out, out of cowardice. Because they feel fear to stand up in, in front of the world. Cowardice what he alone can give them, the living water that will fully satisfy their thirst and lead to eternal life. The light descended from heaven that will make them lose sight of the ghosts that now deceive them and make them see all things in their true reality, whether temporal or transcendence. It is interesting to see that the society does not want to deal with Jesus or follow, follows him because an upside-down education because it has hardly heard of him or knows him wrongly because prejudices that frighten it have been introduced by ideologies because also their business, their amusements, their pleasures do not leave time Definitely because it is easier to let themselves to be dragged along by the current form, by instincts and passions and fear for what they could say than to fight with fortitude and advance forward as free people towards a previously established end. Some, however, by God's special providence, find it find Christ and in finding him and being in contact with him they begin to know him and in the measure in which they come to know him they begin to love him and in their hearts spontaneously turn to so much good to so much love 
That is why conversion abound, conversions abound so much today. These are the ones who exclaim, O oh beauty, so without fault, show me some face of yours so that I may see the ugliness and lowliness of all that before seemed beautiful to me. Unite me so firmly that no one may be a cause to depart from such sweetness and such delights, but that neither rest nor labor, neither honor nor dishonor, neither prosperity nor adversity, neither riches nor poverty, neither delights nor displeasures, neither health nor sickness, neither life nor death, heaven or hell, all may be enough, not be enough to turn me away from you. So finally, having both listened and reflect in brief about this gospel, we can say that, as Don Columbia Marmion says these beautiful words, the Father's will is that Jesus should bring to him the souls that the Father desires to save. that he should show them the way and reveal to them the truth that leads them to life. That is the whole work of our blessed Lord. He keeps saying, there was nothing in the sinful woman of, of, of Sychar to distinguish her from others unless it was the depth of her misery. Like many of us, but she was drawn to Christ by the Father. Then the Savior receives the soul, enlightens the soul, sanctifies the soul, transforms it, and makes her his apostle. He says, for this is the will of the Father who sent me, that all of that he hath given me, I should, lose, I should lose nothing, but should rise it up again to grace here below while awaiting the last day when I will rise it up again in glory. All these examples of the kindness of the heart of Jesus are but the manifestations of a higher love, the divine love which we need in order to go to him. It is a grace. The infinite love of the Heavenly Father towards poor sinners, toward us, never let us forget that, that we are to see in what Jesus does as man a revelation of what he does as God with the Father and their common spirit. Jesus receives sinners and forgives them. It is God himself who under a human form stoops towards them and welcomes them into the bosom of his eternal loving kindness, the goodness of God, the mercy of God towards us, the sinners. So let us, let us be grateful to him for having been here. It is a grace and for having this desire to follow him despite of all our shortcomings. 
because those are not greater than the mercy of God. But one thing is needed, conversion of heart is essential. So let us ask this grace of compunction of heart through the intercession of a blessed mother.